Welcome to the Australian Macadamia Society podcast. Listen in as we speak with macadamia growers, researchers and industry experts leading the way in best practice macadamia farming. For more information on anything you hear today, please head to our website, australianmacadamias.org industry. In episode one, Leonie Curtin, Industry Development Manager for the Australian Macadamia Society, speaks with macadamia water use experts, Tiana Smith from South Africa and Dr. Dan Manson from Australia. How much water do macadamias use daily in summer and winter? What is the best use of the water you have? How much and when should you irrigate? What monitoring tools are essential for understanding tree stress? Tiannis and Dan cover these questions and more in this podcast. Welcome everyone, this is Leonie Coyetan from the AMS. I'm with two macadamia water use experts, Tiannis Smith from South Africa and Dan Manson from Australia. Thanks for being with us today. G'day Leonie. So we're asking about how macadamias use water today and both of you have done a lot of research and have got a lot of experience. So just basically, roughly in a range, each variety is different, but how much water do macadamias use in winter and in summer? There's some variability between the macadamia varieties in how much water they might use on any given day in winter or summer, but just as a general rule, on average, um, for a mature macadamia tree, mature bearing macadamia tree above the age of say 10, on an 8 by 4 metre spacing, on average in winter they may be using between 30 and 40 litres per day, and peak water usage in the middle of summer in late December, January, the daily water use of a macadamia may get up to around 60 to 70 litres per day. So if I have 6 litres a day, over 7 days it's 420 litres a week, I want to put that down on a Monday morning when I arrive in the orchard. Is that a good use of the water? It may be, depending on your soil type, but generally um, with the well-draining soils on the new plantations in southeast Queensland, that much water does not generally hang around in the root system of the macadamia for the entire week. So it's sort of like um, trying to give yourself all your drinking water for the week. If I gave that, say, 25 or 30 litres to you on a Monday and said that you needed to drink all of the week's water that, that day and you couldn't drink for the next five or six days, you might imagine you might be getting thirsty after about four or five days. So the same with a macadamia tree. It can only take up a certain amount of water every day. So giving it the whole week's water in one big dose may not be the best approach. And it might be better to split that up into smaller applications throughout the week. So in an ideal situation, how should I irrigate that? Ideally, you'd give the tree a little drink of water on a daily basis, preferably pre-dawn, um, so at night, as close as you can to sunrise. Um, but that's generally what we've been finding is that the best time to apply water is just before the sun comes up and giving the tree a small drink of water, say 50 or 60 litres a day, every day seems to be the best approach on some of the more common soil types in Bundaberg region. But Tiannis, I've got more than that, I've got a thousand litres per tree per week. Why can I not put it all on? 
Uh, there would be some difficulties in putting on all that water. Um, overwatering trees can have a large amount of problems, um, of which increased disease uh, significant, like increased phytophthora would be a problem. Um, so adding more water is not necessarily the best option. It also creates a lot of leaching of nutrients. Um, and it's similar to you drinking a lot of water, adding to Dan's metaphor. If you're going and drinking more water, you'll leach out a lot of the vitamins in your body. Um, and a lot of that similarly is happening in macadamia. So you might not just uh, get the same amount of efficiency out of your system by overwatering um, uh, macadamia trees. Or conversely, I have a limited amount of water. I only have two megs a hectare. When are the key phenological cycles that I have to be covering with that water? I think primarily what you want to be doing if you've only got a limited amount of water is avoiding severe drought events. So they might come at any time during the year, but when a tree suffers from severe drought, the impact of that can last maybe 12 or 24 months or maybe three years from the damage from that severe drought event. So the most intelligent way to use that water is to apply it whenever your tree is under most severe drought stress. If, you've, if you're avoiding, that's as a primary goal, then after avoiding those severe drought events, the other key times you want to be putting water in the tree is around flowering and early nut set, and again during nut growth, which usually happens in December. I would agree, and, and you, you know, it's difficult to make those decisions if you don't have some monitoring tools of some sorts in your orchards. Um, there's some good equipment out there um, with some highly skilled people that can help you put in those equipment in your orchards and you need to monitor that. Otherwise, you won't be able to see if the trees are under severe stress or not. So what root zone area am I really targeting with irrigation? I would say in, in macadamias, uh, it will depend on, again, on cultivar and soil type. In general, we find that macadamias have a lot of feeder roots in the top 300, 400 centimeters of the soil, sometimes even less. Um, and you really want to keep those, those top soil layers uh, fairly healthy and, and happy. Um, there are ever roots deeper down, and if, uh, if you have the water available, um, you want to water a little bit deeper down to keep the, the tap roots uh, also happy. Uh, otherwise, you'll have to wait for rain to keep that bottom part of the soil happy. But surely I can't do this intuitively. I would need to use some sort of monitoring tools. Yes, definitely. Um, I think uh, there's some good ones. Dan can maybe elaborate on some of the sap flow systems that he's been using um, in Australia. Um, but there's good soil mon moisture monitoring tools out there. Um, you can uh, find some more information on capacitance probes on the internet um, and also some tensiometers, which are easy tools to use, um, but they only give you half the picture. And I think Dan can actually give you some more information on those uh, sap flow meters, which he's been using successfully in Australia. So yeah, the, the soil moisture monitoring is your primary um, monitoring tool just to ensure that you're not watering to too great a depth and to ensure that adequate amount of penetration into the soil profile is occurring. And then for once you um, once you become an expert on, on your monitoring your soil, then you can take it to the next level by monitoring the plant. And there's a new range of plant physiological monitoring tools, including sap flow meters, which you can install on farm and have streaming to your smartphone to enable you to see the current stress status of your crop on a live basis. But um, 
yeah, as a, as a first stop, I think we should all be monitoring the soil to make sure that the water is getting to adequate depth and it's getting to that adequate depth on a frequent basis. Now, if I understand my water use and I, I understand the soil profile, can I use that water to manipulate the phenological cycle to encourage or to pull up a flush? Generally, um, in most other crops, they've found that uh, mild water stress during a certain part of the phenological cycle might be um, advantageous to increasing or maintaining high yields. Um, the, the research is really in its early stages for this type of approach in macadamias. We're finding that the crop can be quite sensitive to drought stress throughout the production cycle. There are some, time, some parts of the year when there aren't nuts or flowers on the tree and if there was going to be a period where it might be advantageous to stress the tree out, maybe during that period, which also coincides with the autumn flush timing. So there might be an ability to apply mild stress during late autumn after your crops finish its production cycle to reduce the size of the tree so that the trees don't get too crowded in the plantation situation. Now, Tinnis, is there an ideal irrigation system? It has to be sprinkling or it has to be, be drip or are there different principles to orchard management with irrigation? Definitely. I think uh, there's not, not an ideal um, system for everyone. Uh, all farms kind ha have the same um, irrigation system. It all depends on a lot of factors, um, specifically the type of soil you're running, the amount of, uh, of water you've got available on, on that uh, area. Um, but most of the time we're seeing that it's highly dependent on the type of management that you want to apply on a specific system. Um, both of those systems, micros and drippers, have distinct advantages and disadvantages um, and it will depend greatly on what you're trying to achieve um, in a specific orchard. So we know we're in drought conditions in both Queensland and, and New South Wales. Um, are there any ideas that you can give growers for how they could best use the limited water that they might have in those conditions? I think it's best if you've got limited water uh, not to give too large an application of water. So only maybe 20 or 30 litres on a given day when it's quite hot or dry or um, it's a specific time of the year when you think the crop may really need that water. 20 or 30 litres a day might get your orchard out of trouble and allow you to maintain a decent yield from, from year to year given these dry conditions. I'd agree. I think uh, keeping them out of the extremes of stress is very important. Um, and you, if you've got small plantations which are not highly crowded, um, and even if they are crowded, I'd suggest that you, you do look at um, your soil conditions and see if you can keep the soil as cool as possible. Um, keep the little bit of moisture that's in there, keep that in there with, with some mulch or some, some organic matter. Um, especially in smaller orchards, you can actually get a, a, a long way, go a long way with just adding a bit of organic matter um, to that. Uh, bare earth is never a good idea in any type of orchard and I think you can stretch your water quite, quite far with that. Well, thanks so much for your time today. It was really interesting. And for growers that have any more questions, they can contact the AMS for some more uh, ideas on irrigation efficiency. Thank you. Thank you, Annie. Join us on the beautiful Sunshine Coast Queensland this October for Ausmac 2020. 
the Australian Macadamia Industry Conference. Over two and a half days, internationally acclaimed growers, researchers and experts will provide you with the latest results and technical information about key macadamia research, best practice, on-farm innovation and management. There's a fantastic mix of practical workshops and information sessions, a mega trade expo and lots of social networking. Tickets go on sale 31 March. For more info, visit the AMS website, australianmacadamias.org slash industry.